It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, America. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. This is the horn. This program is live. It is, in fact, the 16th day of February, 2023. And, uh, well, I want to thank everybody who hung out. I sent I sent a note out saying, listen, I have to play amateur Uber driver this evening, and I'll be an hour late to air, or something like that. I just wanted to make sure there was some sort of a note. Oh, hi, I'm Robin. Uh, this is the horn. <laughs> I just open the mic and start talking sometimes. I mean, it just happens. But I'm sorry I'm late, but I want, I'm really grateful for those of you who hung around. And and I, I do so sincerely appreciate it because, well, I wanted to be on time. But here in the hills and hollers of almost level West by Coal Manchenia stand, it's been raining hard all day. In fact, uh, I looked out the horn color weather window the, uh, just a little bit ago and I saw a couple of bears walking two by two uh, headed for a rowboat. Now, in all, in all seriousness, uh, make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice has declared a state of emergency. For all 55 of West Virginia's little counties, in no way, shape, form, or fashion are we going to let these here demonic floodwaters wash over good, hard-working West Virginia hillbilly homes and carry them downstream with that plume of railroad filth that's uh, somewhere around Point Pleasant right now. I'm protecting everybody in the state of West Virginia. Confidence builder, he's not. But did it? So on the way back, I there, you know there's a shortcut I take to. And why was I gone? Well, I was playing amateur Uber driver. I've been doing that over the years, and um, our daughter got off work at at five, and well, she doesn't live that far. It's a couple of miles walk, but um. No way did I want her walking in this, so 
her mama asked me if I would go and pick her up and bring her home from work, and I said yes. And that's what I did. And it is, it's just, and, and it's such a, it's such a downer for me. I know, why, why, Robin? Save your relatability for your friends. Hi, Lady B. Um, why talk about that? Because I was in such a great mood yesterday. Even though the news is softened, you know, crap. A little bit of blue sky goes along with me. And so, um, well, so much for that. It has been, this is one of those, uh, this is one of those Richard the Third days when the clouds have lowered upon our housetops and et cetera, et cetera. But I got back. And so we'll have, you know, and we're not on any particular schedule. If the conversation turns out to be vigorous and rambunctious or anything like that, you know, we can we can go a little longer. I mean, this could still be a three-hour program. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Because every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is absolutely no different. And so as a consequence, we say thanks to our 16th day of the month subscribers. That means thank you to Reinhardt out on the Virginia coast, and thank you to Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. And thank you to uh, Zed out in, out in Iowa. Thank you for being partial sponsors of this program. Thanks again to Kat for the challenge last night. I hope the, I hope the short ribs work out well. I think they will. Uh, as far as uh, fundraising is concerned, well, the hole is uh, $1,155 deep. And we are going hell-bent for leather to try to raise the $1,000 it's going to take to keep the program on the air and keep Appalachian Power happy and buy some, finish paying for some of that cheap, clean coal electricity. Uh. Again, I have. There are multiple layers of reasons why I hate winter. Electric heat is one of them. I mean, glad to have it. Glad I'm not out chopping wood. But it's still cold, and it's still problematic. Um, Anyway, that's where we stand, and hopefully we will take some of that down somewhere along the way. Uh, while I was driving around, of course, I had National Petroleum Radio on, and I was listening to that in between the whoop, 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 whoop of the windshield wipers and the, and the, the, the spatterings of the half-dollar-sized raindrops coming down. Heard a story about Sam, I, I don't know how this hasn't become a thing, Sham... Bankman fraud, the 20-something wunderkind, who it turns out was just a scammer for people who were willing to throw money down his FTX rat hole uh, on, on uh, digital currency. Not critiquing, you know, crypto. 
not doing that at all. But and the 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 story at National Petroleum Radio made great hay over the fact that he's a twenty-something and he's a bit of an iconoclast because he walks around in shorts and t-shirts and he has unruly curly hair. Well, okay. And I, I think it prompted a little bit of a geezer moment in me. Because I can remember a time when the, the, the uh, standard thinking was that one trusted someone with one's money who was staid and boring and went to the country club and said harumph a lot and stayed up night and uh, nights and worried himself uh, worried himself into a, into an early ulcer fretting about money that ship has sailed and sunk now we give billions to a quirky 20 something with who wears short pants and t-shirts to board meetings and has unruly curly hair there must have been two or three references in this story maybe it's a journal maybe this is a journalism rant and it's not so much a, a sham brankman fraud rant but i'd say that was a clue but then again old Oh, and by the way, hey to everybody who did hang out in the chat room uh, waiting for the program, program to begin. Thank you so much. Uh, hey to uh, Tennessee Walter and Theo and Squeaky and Ralphs and JoJo Potatoes and Irish Dave and Anatole. All capably moderated by longtime inveterate indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who is, um, even though he's a Third stage you know, uh, guild navigator has in fact folded space to become man cave. He's capably assisted by uh, emeritus bud trimmer, horn mathematician, and uh, chief agronomist Roger in Oregon. Uh, come on by. Conversation's fine. But I was just. Okay, you know how I brought up the story yesterday about how out in Wyoming, which of course has more, uh, whose whose Republican senators of course represent more livestock than human beings. Never mind. But their legislature uh, decided that they wanted to keep some children from being able to have life-saving medication, but at the same time said it would be okay for. You know, little girls to get married at 16. Yeah, because that's what we do out here on the frontier. You know, we marry them off young because you gotta got to raise a big family to work the family ranch. Out here in the Wild West. <sighs> well, it's kind of another example of that. You've got places like Oklahoma who are saying, uh, whose Republican legislatures are now saying, Bye, crackies! The human brain is not done developing until it's at least 25 years old, so we gotta make sure that these here young whippersnappers can't get their life-saving medication until they're 26, cause their brains ain't done developing. I wonder if there are any wealthy Oklahomans who took a fucking bath with sham Brankman fraud. 
I, I couldn't I couldn't help it. it. It just it just occurred to me. Ah, kids' brains aren't done developing until they're twenty. Okay, so we should stop letting them uh, join the military till they're twenty-five. Pentagon's going to love y'all for that, uh, and we should, uh, by all means, not let them have driver's licenses till they're twenty-five. We should make okay. I could get down with this. Uh, we should make school attendance mandatory until age twenty-five, twenty-six actually, because you know brain's still developing at twenty-five. Uh, no drinky, no, 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 no cocktails, no beers, no nothing till age 26. I don't know how the maggots and Republicans, etc. I mean, you know, Venn diagram circle, manage to hold all these 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 dichotomous thoughts in their itsy bitsy tiny little pea brains at the same time. I honestly don't. Or maybe that's just maybe that's just the power of hate. Hate is powerful. There's no getting around that. Ugly business. But that just popped into 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 my mind, and uh, then as I pulled into the driveway, I heard again because over-the-air radio is just a loss and. That Australian girl in my phone is a mess, um, and signal around here is kind of pathetic, so listening to internet radio is meh. I mean, earlier today I said her name, and I can't say her name or she'll think I'm talking to her. Hmm. Play Eyes Without, Play Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. I don't know why I wanted to hear it. I just did. And she responded by saying, Neil playing Oz without a face while Billy Idol. It started playing Terrapin Station by the Grateful Dead. So that's why I can't rely on that, and that's why it's almost always National uh, National Petroleum Radio, whatever they happen to have on at the time. And I forget the dude who was delivering the, the, the story, and I got so... Disgusted that I just got out of the car and went squishing and stomping and slopping into the house. But it was about the fact that President Biden's annual health exam details were released today. And the person delivering the story, and it's radio. And so you can't just read it in a monotone. It's very boring that way, and you can make people listening in cars hit, hit drive into telephone poles when they nod off. Sorry about that voice. Um, but he's it, the way President Biden's health report was released today, and it's getting more scrutiny than usual because President Biden will probably be declaring his candidacy for a second term in the Oval Office today. And he's 80 years old. Actually, it was more like 80 years old. Like, dude was surprised that he's made it this far into his presidency without shuffling off this mortal coil and going to his long home.
And maybe it's just because my ear is tuned to this sort of thing. But the emphasis you put on the syllables has an impact. I heard it. I wondered how many people heard it and didn't hear it. Because it was almost like it was an endorsement of of, of uh, Icky Haley's announcement yesterday saying, Our politicians are too old. Look at me. I'm young and beautiful. I'm doing everything I can to pass. <sighs> oh, okay, Randy Radar. Uh, call her Mary. That way she won't activate obligatory Star Trek reference. <laughs> That's clever. But there are other things that are far more important in the news today. My, and I'm sure our, best thoughts go out to... And I'm so happy to say this. Thank you, Pennsylvania voters. Senator John Fetterman. He checked himself into Walter Reed Medical Center yesterday. To get treatment for severe clinical depression. Uh, His chief of staff, Adam Gentleson, issued a statement today. Saying that uh, while John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks. After examining John, the doctors at Walter Reed told us that John is getting the care he needs and will soon be back to himself. I want to say that I'm proud of him. I'm exceptionally proud of John Fetterman. God knows if this had been a Republican we'd have been given some word salad mishmash of mendacious garbage all about how well you know the senator's uh, in the he's, he's checked into Walter Reed there for a general check you remember when Nitwit Nero uh, shortly after he was informed that there was a virus running rampant in China went went off to Walter Reed himself on an unplanned medical examination and we still don't know why remember that we worked out that timeline once the defense department medical intelligence unit briefed the White House and the Israeli government on the outbreak sometime between, I think we worked it out to November 16th to mm, like the 26th of November, 10-day window. And lo and behold, that fit perfectly with Nitwit Nero suddenly uh, hauling his adipose ass off to Walter Reed. 
And again, we were never given any sort of rational or reasonable explanation for it. And of course, if a Republican had to deal with a bout of depression, they'd say it was kidney stones, gallstones. Jurgen's myasthenia. Anything except admitting that the politician might have a behavioral health issue. Because it is still deeply stigmatized in this country. And it should not be. And John Fetterman is such a decent man, I cannot help but think that he will use his own struggle to try to make things better for the rest of America because we are in a mental health crisis that is severely underreported, that extends far beyond everyday, workaday Americans, and into the healthcare industry itself, partially as sequela to the to the pandemic. So once again, we find out that John Fetterman is a courageous man. That he has more courage in his pinky than in the entire misbegotten corporeal totality of Mehmet Oz. And especially given the fact that Senator Fetterman is one year post-stroke, depression issues are not at all unusual within within that window of time. Because he's probably he's probably still working on his rehab. There are issues related to the speech center of his brain. He looked positively weary at the State of the Union, and a lot of us, I know, worried about him. I just hope he's okay. And I hope that other Americans who might be struggle with some uh, struggling with some form of behavioral health issue can look at him and say, listen, he's a senator of the United States. And he's dealing with it. Maybe I can deal with it too. Assuming that that person has some kind of health care. Otherwise, you just kind of grit your teeth and try to hunker down and bear it. But I trust that that he will get the care he needs and that he will recover and that he will be the force for good that we all knew he would be if only he could be elected. Now, going back to what I said about the NPR reporter and, you know, 80 years old. Okay, because, I, like I said, I was raised by Warner Brothers cartoons. The tone of voice in which that reporter said 80 years old 
reminded me of Yosef immediately. I mean, it happened within milliseconds inside, in, inside my brain. Immediately, I heard Yosemite Sam's voice yelling, 50,000 Cronkites! But Icky Haley, who was governor of a state with a whole bunch of old people in it, as we talked about yesterday, opened her campaign shitting on old people. And so Don Lemon over at CNN... took issue with her and said that uh, Icky Haley is past her prime. Icky is, of course, 51 years old. And calls herself a young leader. Well, I get it, hon. My chronological age does not reflect my... I don't know spiritual or um, soul hey, I, I don't know I don't know how to call it but I feel a hell of a lot younger than my, than the calendar would say has something to do with joie de vivre yeah, lemon burned her down after she called for a competency test she was aiming at Biden but she accidentally skewered nitwit Nero too so Don Lemon said on the CNN this morning, Nikki Haley isn't her prime, isn't in her prime. Sorry, a woman is considered to be in their prime in 20s, 30s, and maybe 40s. If you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. Which, to be fair, is problematic. This is the same kind of ageism that has bedeviled women for generations. Now, Lemon, with no prompting, said, the reference I made, or later on in the day, said, the reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant. A woman's age doesn't define her personally or professionally. But by then, Icky Haley was in full butthurt mode. High dudgeon. And said, liberals can't stand the idea of having competency tests for older politicians to make sure they can do the job. Oh, do whine some more, Icky. Tell us about Bonomo and the little island children there. Do, please. Curiously, she wants competency testing for... Well, politicians. But I guess that means that politicians don't include Supreme Court justices, do they? Because that would mean that Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas would be well past time for his 
competency testing, you know. Woman, man, camera, TV, whatever it was. Oh, and speaking of happy, there's a bit of a stir going on down in Georgia because people with more dollars than cents have decided to give money for the erection, I use that word deliberately, of a statue of, yes indeed, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas. At the Capitol in Atlanta, Georgia. The Senate passed the uh, legislation to build the statue, to erect the statue. When we're talking about Fappy Thomas, I think we should always use erect. You know, because pubes on the Coke can, references to Long Dong Silver, things like that. Because he's a disgusting pervert who perjured himself in front of the Senate of the United States. Well, it didn't sit well with Georgia Democratic State Senator Emanuel Jones. They had a debate in the Senate again. The decent people lost. The maggots and, uh, maggots and Republicans won. State Senator Emanuel jo- Jones is a black man, and he, well, he made it abundantly clear exactly what his opinion is of Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas. And it is an opinion that I will associate with in by my own Place remarks. Place a statue of Clarence Thomas on this grounds. We cannot avoid. So I'm not going to vote it either. In the black community, we have an expression, and I don't want to use this label too deeply here because I'm just trying to tell you what we have in the African-American community. When we talk about a person of color that goes back historically to the days of slavery and that person betraying his own community, we have a term in the black community. That term that we use is called uh, Uncle Tom. And Uncle Tom is a either a fictional or non-fictional character. I don't really know the origin of Uncle Tom, but it talks about a person who back during the days of slavery sold his soul to the slave masters. You know, if the shoe fits, and it does, wear it. Clarence. And I'm guessing that the black community largely uh, shares the opinion of State Senator Emanuel Jones. Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas, has talked about how humiliated he is.
to this day, despite his wealth, how humiliated he is at the fact that he got into the highest levels of academia for his undergrad and legal education by virtue of affirmative action, which was designed to put a degree of equity into uh, college admissions that were disgustingly racist. There had been affirmative action for years and years and years in the Ivy League and other college. And, well, of course, come on in. Ah, come on in here. Study at Yale. Yes, of course. Your grandfather and your father and your great-grandfather all studied at Yale. Well, that's affirmative action in its own right, too. But Clarence Pubes on the Coke Can Fappy Thomas is a classic example of a self-hating black man. And he is roundly and soundly despised by decent people of all colors. He is also, at the same time, the oldest member of the Supreme Court of the United States. And it would be nice if someone who maybe talked to Icky Haley might ask her if her political competency testing would extend to octogenarian Supreme Court justices. Well, no. No, because they're, the Constitution says they're appointed for life. So they're, they, 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 can be, they can be crazier than a sprayed roach and still be issuing decisions. Because that was the genius of our founders and framers of the Constitution, those great men who never had any idea in the world that somebody like me would someday be, be, be governor of South Carolina. Yeah, uh, Icky, honey, those great men who drafted the Constitution of the United States envisioned a woman like you as, uh, well, let's just say, being in the house. Maybe in a windowless room like Thomas Jefferson built for Sally Hemings. Remember, Fappy Thomas served on the as chair of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission under the uh, and he accepted the job from old six 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 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan, because Ronnie needed a black guy that he could trust to do the bidding of all the white guys. I said he's roundly despised. Benny Thompson called Fappy Thomas an Uncle Tom. Went so far as to say, you know, he doesn't like black people. And he also doesn't like being black. Joy Reid referred to him as Uncle Clarence. All of this, of course, sent maggots and, and, and right-wingers and Republicans everywhere absolutely hopping up and down and barking and grunting and hooting and shrieking and screaming. Don Lemon, because we were talking about Don Lemon a minute ago, at one point said, uh, you know, I wonder if we should just dismiss 
Clarence Thomas as a sellout to the Afri- in, in the African American community. But probably the best shade thrown, the sickest burn, as the hip young kids say, was what L.A. Mayor Karen Bass said about him. She said, many people would like to see an African American on the Supreme Court. This is before the the, uh, appointment of Katanji Brown-Jackson. She said, we really don't need to go into Clarence Thomas's background or his behavior on the court. There, hadn't, there hasn't been an African-American voice on the court since Thurgood Marshall. Which, again, was both shade and sick burn. Because, in point of fact, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas was appointed to the court to replace Thurgood Marshall when he passed on. So now the House of Representatives there in Georgia, they'll 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 pass the bill to put up a statue of. Okay, so put up a statue of Clarence Pubes on the Coke can, Fappy Thomas, but make sure he's holding a Coke can, okay? Have a Coke and a smile. No, the House will sign off on it. The Senate's already passed it, and then. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who has gotten some political traction because he didn't uh, bow down and kiss the hairy toe of Nitwit Nero during the 2020 elections, uh, making him some sort of a hero. The standards of heroism in the Republican Party are, well, I don't think you could, It's uh, those standards are so low, I don't think you could limbo under them, honestly. It, Brian, let's suppress the black vote Kemp. We'll sign the bill. And then however many millions of dollars were raised to erect the statue of a guy who once asked a young woman about porn movies featuring Long Dong Silver. Well, all those donor dollars that could do any number of other good things like, again, we're back to it. It's not Wednesday, but still. <sighs> Clothe the naked, feed the hungry, house the homeless, assuage the miseries of those in prison. No, they're going to go to erecting a statue of a guy who committed perjury about whether he also committed sexual harassment. Let's just remember for all his pissing and moaning about a high-tech lynching. The allegations against him have withstood the test of time. Oh, wait a minute. That's a cowbell. Stephen, New York, observing Clarence's statue. Why do I think it'll be made of white marble? (laughs) I'm sure that would please Clarence immensely. Probably won't carve it out of coal or anything. And then they'll have to have like a 24-7 guard on it, because, and, and they can't put it outside. Then again, if they put it outside, the pigeons could poop on it, and there'd be little white splotches. 
and eventually he would be entirely, even if they made it out of bronze, he'd be entirely white, and it would make him so happy. Hey, I had better stop this. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs, by the way, uh, trying to help us get down from uh, the fundraising hole as it stands now. Ralphs will match the first $25 that comes in, and um, with that match, we will be down to only $1,105 to go. I know it's such a struggle. And I know the number goes up every day because we calculated a long time ago with, it wasn't so much me, but it was other members of the community who said, listen, you, you, you can't, you can't run this on this. And implored me to set the fundraising goal at $300 a day. So that's why it goes up like it does. And because we struggle. So hopefully somebody will want to mash that 25 bucks. It'd be great. Um, uh, Don in West Tennistan, subject line, pubes. Mm -hmm. Thorn in the side Thursday. Enlighten us, Robin. Where does the pubes on the Coke can bit come from? Well, I was going to go on to the Georgia grand jury story but no um, let's have a quick look I want to get this right let's just see what we get when we put Clarence Thomas pubes coke can into the search bar Anita Hill testified in 1991 at his confirmation hearing. And uh, I'm not the only one to make reference to it. Tiffany Cross, who did a great job at MSNBC until she talked back to the mean white lady, got all uppity. Uh, Tiffany Cross referred to him as just as pubic hair on my Coke can. Basically, Anita Hill, in her testimony in 1991 at the confirmation hearing where Clarence perjured himself, said that while she worked as legal advisor for Clarence at the time, who was Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights, which is laughable in its own right, Clarence looked at her and said, Hey, who put cute who put pubic hair on my coke? <laughs> of course, Tiffany Cross also referred to him as uh, as uh, Clarence. Justice Clayton Bigsby Thomas, reference to a Dave Chappelle bit. You know, Clayton Bigsby, the black-white supremacist. Which used to be funny. But that was before, you know, 
Kanye. Or Candy Girl Owens. Oh, well. And you might be interested to know that Jin um, Surrectionist Thomas, Clarence's spouse, has continued uh, over the years to harass Anita Hill. Demanding that she, Anita Hill, apologize to Fappy. Anita Hill said that Clarence Thomas had sexually harassed her 10 years before in around 1981. They were both single. The FBI declared it inconclusive. But that was a long time ago before we had any notion of, you know, believe the woman. He got up from the table at which we were working, went over to his desk to get the Coke, looked at the can and asked, who has put pubic hair on my Coke? So that's where the pubic hair story comes from. I believe on other occasions. He referred to the size of his own penis as being larger than normal, and he also spoke on some occasions of the pleasures he had given to women with oral sex. I was, I, 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 I was fully, I was, I was, you know, fully alive, and, and, and I remember that. I remember that hearing. I began to feel severe stress on the job. I began to be concerned that Clarence Thomas might take out his anger with me by degrading me or not giving me important assignments. I also thought that he might find an excuse for dismissing me. I There's a pause there. Did you notice the pause? I began to feel severe stress on the job. I began to be concerned that Clarence Thomas might take out. Might take out dot, dot, dot. And I think a lot of America expected her not to say what she said next. His anger with me. By Clarence Thomas is a disgusting man. And I don't, look, I, I, I do not find it at all. I, I don't know how we wound up. Re, well, I do, but I don't find that difficult to believe. Are you kidding? 
we used to have a laugh every now and then over the last year or so with uh, Robin's creepy, creepy sugar daddy story hour. The things that guys will say to women. And now in the modern internet era, the pictures, the random guys that you don't know, never will know, just send you are um, shockingly frank. Let's put it that way. Of course, with the help of Arlen Specter, Fappy would eventually say, This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. It's a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, and it's a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, you'll be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Yeah, nobody was trying to do him any physical violence, but, well, he did get caught being a disgusting pervert. And it bore no relationship whatsoever. None at all to the horror that is lynching. And in that phrase, which will go, which he will take with him uh, into posterity, we learned the disdain that he holds for the rest of black America. Having to sit and deal with some uncomfortable allegations is not nearly the same as what happened to Emmett Till or frankly to Tyree Nichols, or to George Floyd, or to Tamir Rice, or, 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 for hundreds of years. But Clarence is the ultimate victim, and just to get back to the origin of this whole digression, Well, should uh, it would be interesting if someone would ask Icky Haley if ancient Supreme Court justices should also be subjected to competency ten- uh, testing. Oh, my pleasure, Don. Don says thank you for the enlightenment. Absolutely, my pleasure. I mean, not pleasure, not pleasurable. But I'm happy that we deal in facts here. And sometimes I make assumptions. And sometimes I'm wrong in those assumptions. But since we were talking about the statue of Justice Clarence Clayton Bigsby Thomas, might as well stick around in Georgia for a minute or so. And uh, discuss the Georgia Grand Jury. A brief precy, uh, certainly not an executive summary, of the Georgia Grand Jury's work examining the skullduggery attendant upon the attempt to count the votes in Georgia back in 2020, uh, issued a recommendation today. The Grand Jury having heard volumes of evidence, told prosecutors that they want to see them get indictments 
against witnesses who came before them and then proceeded, you know, to lie. Excerpts were released today of the grand jury report, merely excerpts. In the report, they said, a majority of the grand jury believes that perjury may have been committed by one or more witnesses testifying before it. The grand jury recommends that the district attorney seek appropriate indictments for such crimes where the evidence is compelling. That's an interesting choice of language, compelling. Because that is not the standard that a a, a district attorney seeking an indictment would have to deal with. Compelling is actually north of whatever the grand jury would, because all the grand jury would have to answer with two, two questions. Has a crime, in this case perjury, been committed? And if they say yes, then, and, and, and in, both, in both cases, is it more likely than not, which is like 50.0000001%, is it more likely than not that a crime has been committed? And if the answer to that is yes, the next question is, is it also more likely than not that the person being charged committed that crime? And if the answer is yes, then boom, indictment. Unfortunately, there are no names. But we can kind of guess who that might be, but that's just pure rank speculation. Uh, the grand jury also doesn't say why they think that they were lied to or what the lies were. The report does not mention Julius Geezer by name at any point in time. It also doesn't mention any of the 75 witnesses, some of whom they want to see charged with perjury. There was another finding in the report, however, that might prove, does prove interesting, compelling. In a separate finding, the grand jury said that by a unanimous vote, there was no widespread fraud that took place in the Georgia 2020 presidential election that could result in overturning that election. Which, in its own right, is a way of saying that Donald Trump is a liar. We know he is. We have long known he is. I think even people who support him know he is. It is his uh, raison d'etre. He's saying all kinds of French things this evening. I, I, I think the guy I think the guy's lying when he says good morning. Good morning. Yeah, and my fingers crossed. Naturally, however, a spokes creep for Nitwit Nero ran right out and said the long-awaited important sections of the Georgia report, which do not even mention... Now, nah, let's do it with the nitwit Nero voice. The long-awaited important sections of the Georgia... Because you know he drafted it. Here, take this down. Here's my Sharpie. 
the long-awaited important sections of the Georgia report, which do not even mention President Trump's name, have nothing to do with the president because President Trump did absolutely nothing wrong. Sort that, uh, yeah, sort that logic out, Aristotle. The president participated in two perfect phone calls. That's how we know he dictated it. Perfect phone calls. I mean, the connection was crystal clear. It was crisp as a, as it, it was crisp as newly rinsed lettuce. It was a perfect phone call regarding election integrity in Georgia, which he is entitled to do. In fact, as president, it was President Trump's constipational duty to ensure election safety, security, and integrity. And that's why he, that's why I said, find me eleven thousand seven hundred forty votes, because that was one more vote than we needed to win. Just find it. Make them up if you have to. I added that last part. Meanwhile, Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District District Attorney, does say that uh, charging decisions are imminent. That is not saying that is not the same thing as saying. I hate having to parse language like this. That's not the same thing as saying indictments are imminent. Charging decisions are the decisions that you make before you walk into the grand jury and start presenting potential indictments. So we continue... We continue to have to wait. Uh, Various legal experts have said, assume that the grand jury did their job and looked at the facts and the law as we have and concluded there were no violations of the law by President Trump, although there's no indication if that's true or not. Those were nitwit Nero's petty foggers. The grand jury compelled the testimony of dozens of other often high-ranking officials, poor Lindsay, often during the investigation, you know, he's very short, but never found it important to speak with the president. He was never subpoenaed nor asked to come in voluntarily by this grand jury or anyone in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. That's because they knew he wouldn't show up. And if he did show up, he'd lie. They were working with a limited time frame. And so, as such, they didn't, uh, they, they, they spent an inordinate amount of time just trying to get Miss, uh, uh, Miss Lindsay uh, to get off the fainting couch and put down, uh, you know, put down the flaming rum punch and show up to testify. There was really no point. at all in issuing that subpoena. I know. Stephen New York says, I can't forget Ahmad Arbery. Oh. Ralph's meanwhile is praying. Oh please, please so oh that was uh, sorry, Ralph's I didn't mean to Oh please please indict Lindsey Graham, Michael Flynn and Rudy Giuliani. That would be a start. 
I think there's more that need a little indicting. But to the extent that Icky Haley was talking about competency exams, this stone, uh, this story that originates at Rolling Stone sort of argues in favor of maybe a little, another little go-round of person, man, woman, camera, TV for gazer disgust us. Rolling Stone had a little uh, a little uh, uh, chit-chat with three anonymous sources, at least as far as publication is concerned. Rolling Stone knows who they are. And uh, it turns out that while his campaign has been something less than um, energetic, he is thinking about stuff that he wants to put in political ads. Because I'm a marketing genius. I'm a branding genius. That's why Trump appears on buildings all over all over the world. That's why I'm, That's why I came up with Trump vodka. After my buddy Vladdy put out Putinka vodka, I was like, hey, I could do that in America, and it would be great. It would be amazing. Believe me. And that's why that's why we had Trump University. Maybe we better not talk about that. Well, I, that's why I sold meat through the mail under Trump steaks. I'm a branding and, and, and marketing genius. So he's thinking about his ad campaign, and I don't know about you, but this is a little chilling. Sat and read this earlier today. It's like, well, whatever you say, it's uh, it's brand appropriate. The the quote that begins the Rolling Stoning Stone article is, "What do you think of firing squads?" No, really, firing squads. What do you think? Because he thinks that a big seller, and and it probably would be. Don't get me wrong. He 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 knows his base. He knows those denizens of the Bell Jar uh, Bell Jar Apartments at Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. He knows the hearts of the people who sit around picking their teeth with their toenail clippings. And what he meant by that... What do you think of firing squads? He wants to make ad campaigns for his presidential bid that are based on his desire to bring back firing squads. Which are banned uh, methods of execution. But let's be clear. It's not just firing squads. The sources say that he talks about bringing back the firing squad, hanging. And two of the sources that uh, 
Rolling Stone talked to, uh, Ozawin Subasang and Patrick Rice, he really liked, I'm not making this up, quit it. He'd really like to bring back the guillotine. And he'd also like to televise them. God, it's pouring out there. Can you hear it? Just kind of a little dull roar. He'd, he'd like to have televised beheadings, you know, like they have in Afghanistan and Iran. I assume they do. I don't know. And he, he's thinking about maybe some group executions. Yeah, on, on the... Tuesday's program, I talked about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago in 1929. About the same time that Nitwit Nero's filthy old Klansman daddy was getting arrested for participating in a Klan riot. Never mind. But in that instance, it was a function of gang warfare, and some members of the Northside gang, the Irish gang, were lined up against a wall in a warehouse and slaughtered by... What may very, may very well turn out, history will never fully know, to be a combination of Chicago cops and Al Capone's boys. Nitwit Nero is fond of the idea of, really, group executions. He has mused, uh, let's see, uh, the, direct, the direct language from the Rolling Stone article in at least one instance late last year, according to the third source who has direct knowledge of the matter, Trump privately mused about the possibility of creating a flashy, government-backed video ad campaign that would accompany a federal revival of these execution methods. In Trump's vision, these videos would include footage from these new executions, if not from the exact moments of death. The former president believes this would help put the fear of God into violent criminals. He wanted to do some of these things when he was in office, but for whatever reasons, he didn't have the chance. Well, maybe that was for the second term. How do we know this is all true? Because a, spokes, uh, a Trump spokes creep said, More ridiculous and fake news from idiots who have no idea what they're talking about. Either these people are fabricating lies out of thin air, or Rolling Stone is allowing themselves to be duped by these morons. Mm, Methinks me the spokes creep doth protest too much. One aide tells the story, former aide, of Nitwit Nero asking for video of people dying in a ditch, bodies stacked on top of bodies. And he wanted to. He want. He wanted it because I want to scare kids so much that they will never touch a single drug in their entire life, like me. Unless it's Adderall. Anybody got a rail? <laughs> yeah.
course, um, the Trump spokes creep referred Rolling Stone to the Nitwit Nero campaign announcement for the 2024 campaign. Every drug dealer during his or her life, on average, will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. We're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs get caught selling drugs to receive the death penalty for their pain. And when he said this in front of crowds back in October, well, the maggots jumped up and down and hooted and probably pooped themselves a little bit and cheered in delirious joy. At that rally, he said, And the drug dealer is guilty, they get executed. And they send the bullet to the family. And they want the family to pay for the cost of the bullet. If you want to stop the drug epidemic in this country, you better do that, even if it doesn't sound nice. Maybe Icky Haley's right. Maybe it's time for the competency exam again. And, of course, Nitwit Nero got to sign off on some death warrants. Presiding over three executions in four days in January 2021, right before he left office. Former Trump White House official told Rolling Stone, in conversations I'd been in in the room for uh, President Trump would explicitly say that he'd love a country that was totally eye for an eye. Eye for an eye criminal justice system, and he talk about how the right way to do it is to line up criminals and drug dealers before a firing squad. You just, you just got to kill these people. He had a particular affinity for the firing squad because it seemed more dramatic rather than how we do it, putting a syringe in people and putting them to sleep. He was big on the idea of executing large numbers of drug dealers and drug lords because he'd say, these people don't care about anything. They run their drug empire and their deals from prison anyways, and then they get back out on the street, get all their money again, and keep committing crimes, and therefore they need to be eradicated, not jailed. He wants to be Duterte. He had great admiration for Duterte in the Philippines. And, of course, we found out, what, in the last couple of weeks that he would like to add people like me to the list of people he puts up against the wall. I don't know about you, but I sure feel like I've got a stake in the 2024 election cycle, don't you? Um, The use of considerable in the Georgia uh, grand jury report fragment. Stephen New York says, I think the use of that word indicates it's Lindsey Graham. It is a big deal to indict a sitting senator. Uh, Compelling evidence. I can see that standard being very cautious. Compelling evidence. Thanks, Steve. Well, we are into the second hour of the program. We are still a goose egg. We are still at $1,155 away from being fully funded. There is a $25 matching offer on the table, courtesy of Ralphs. 
And it would be great if that could be met. Because every day that passes, it gets a little more scary in the likelihood of this program going away because the power goes out. Uh, I'm sorry. I wish I was independently wealthy. I'd just deal with it. But I'm not, so I can't. Apparently we had a 10-second burp on the uh, Internet stream somehow. Hopefully that is resolved and doesn't happen again. Let's run over to the stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hold on. Wait a minute. Might take a second. There we go. There you are. Hello? Hey, Robert. How are you doing? It's me, Reggie. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Reggie. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing, Robin? Um, I'm glad that you got onto the Nikki Haley situation involving her being well caught up by Don Lemon by, for being too old to run for president of the United States or his VP or whatever. And she said that the liberals are the most sexist people in the whole wide world when it comes to people like her, such as herself. And, of course, he got into trouble for saying that, that she was too old and was past the prime to be running for anything, especially the president. I hope you didn't have to apologize for that. Oh, I think Don Lemon knew what you know? he was Don Lemon knew what he was doing. And then he just issues yeah. the he just issues the apology. It was it was not a good look for him. Uh, I think it would have been it, it would have been it would have been far better if he had roasted her over her bonomo call and said it does sometimes it doesn't matter how old you are uh, as a determination of competence. When you get when you get bamboozled by the morning zoo crew from ninety eight eight Moscow's the vulgar boatman, you're probably not competent to be the president of the United States. Right. But, you know, if they, but if the conservatives say the same thing about Hillary, Hillary Rodham Clinton, they get, they'd be able to get away with it. But he couldn't. But he said it about Nikki Haley and had to bend over and kick their ass by apologizing for it. You know. Yeah. And it's, and you know it's not it's neither fair nor right. And what do you think about her personally, Robin? Oh, I think she. Is, that is, I, I, mean. I think I think she's horrible. I think she is machinating. Yeah. I think she is Machiavellian. I think she mm-hmm. would. I, I think she would run over small children and, and and their grandmothers in the middle of the road if she yeah. thought it would advance her political career. Right. Do you think she should just vanish without a trace, you know, go away, disappear? No, she's running. Reggie, she's running for vice president. That's why she won't say, you know, when, look, when you're on the air with a friendly, like that life support system for a haircut, Sean Hannity job. Yeah. And he's throwing you softballs. And you still won't say how your policies differ from Trump's because she didn't. It was like it was like uh, Saint Peter being asked if he was a follower of Christ. You know, he denied Christ three times before the cock crowed. Well, there was a whole lot of cockle doodle do, uh, right? In that interview with Sean Hannity, she absolutely would not right. say that she had any uh, any diversions or any differences of opinion with Nitwit Nero. Because she wants to be his vice president. 
Right. And, of course, right. if anybody is going to – oh, I hate talking about things like this. But if anybody is going to kick the bucket in office, it's probably Mr. Taco Bowl, uh, three Big Macs, and a Diet Coke yep. for lunch, Donald Trump. And so anyone who wants to be his vice president in a second yeah. Trump term knows that it pro- – I mean, I'm convinced of this, yeah. Reggie. They prob- they know. They know absolutely yeah, that if he gets to be president again, whoever is the vice president yeah. will finish the term as president of the United States and then run for their yeah. own term. Mm-hmm. So right. Christy Nome wants that. Icky yeah. Haley wants that. Yeah. Uh, God, right. knows, well, you know what? You might find this interesting. I saw this story a couple yeah. of yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my!" Uh, what? what is um, it? Godzilla from Wasilla, you know, Caribou Barbie. Uh, hey. Talk about pa- yeah. talk about Pastor Prime, Pastor Sell by Day. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Palin mm-hmm. Yeah. Showed up on. Uh, what did she say? Well, uh, she showed up on a, a a show called The Balance. No idea. Some right wing, mm. some right. right wing cesspool. Uh, right. Uh, new. It's over on Newsmuck, and Eric Bowling asked, and why you would ask Sarah Palin even about what the price of gasoline is. God only knows, but Eric Bowling said, so, do you think DeSantis jumps in? And right lickety split, uh, Caribou Barbie answered, DeSantis doesn't need to. I envision him as our president someday, but not right now. Everybody I speak with in Florida, they all love him, and he does set the tone for, I'd say, every other governor in the nation. I think he's our best governor, and he should stay governor for a bit longer. He's young, you know. He has decades ahead of him where he can be our president. In other words, saying, stay out of this, Ron. It's got to be Trump, and I'm going to be his vice president. I'm going to be vice president one of these days, you betcha. I know I am. I just know it. Jesus told me. Right. Well, no, the, 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 what, what, I'm, what I'm saying here is the, 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 the beauty pageant for Nitwit Nero's uh, woman vice president is in, is in yeah. full effect. It's Christy Nome. Right. It's Godzilla yeah. from Wasilla. And it's Icky Haley. Yeah. Right. Which would, of course make me sadly right again that America's first woman president will probably be a godforsaken Republican who will be meaner, more vicious, more hateful, more bloody uh, than any man ever dreamed of being. Because, see, you can't be a Republican and a woman at the same time without being more horrible than any man around you. That's how it works on that side. Right, and she and yet she has the nerve to call liberals us liberals sexist. I thought that was her party that was the sexist that was sexist, not ours. Yeah, they they well yeah you know, of course they, you know 
uh, there aren't there aren't any Democrats running around trying to tell women how to manage the reproductive systems of their bodies. That's a Republican thing. Right. And in the case of women yeah. who are Republicans, that's a self-hating woman thing. Right. So you think she's a self-hating woman, along with the rest of them? If you're a Republican and a female, you are a self-hating woman, by definition. Oh. Right. Yeah, you Sarah Palin went on and said, well, I think, I'm assuming it's going to be Trump that's the nominee. Trump needs to choose somebody who, like him, has nothing to lose. What more can they do to that person personally or verbal attacks or anything else on family? That person has been going through the ringer, so they know what they're getting into. And that person then can just focus on doing what's right for the people. And Eric Bowling says, you just described yourself. Right. Oh, she wants to be Trump's vice president so bad she can freaking taste it. Because he, he, he will, you know, he is in such incredibly bad health. I think that'll give Republicans pause in 2024 uh, just based mm-hmm. on whether or not he can get through the election cycle, the rigors of a primary campaign, which he will now have to do. Right. Well, they say the exact same thing about President Joe Biden, Robert. Yeah, but the, th- but the thing is, Joe Biden's not out there having three Big Macs and a Diet Coke and a a, a basket of fries for lunch. Joe Biden's actually right. in good health. You can see Joe Biden from time to time riding his bicycle at the, their vacation home at Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Right. And how exactly do these self, self-loathing Republican women sleep at night, Robin? Do you know? Yeah, sure. Or... Uh, they sleep very well. Wow. They sleep very well because they are. Uh, I'm getting into some gobbledygook language, but it, they they are they they, they are um, servants. They are they are handmaidens of the patriarchy, and so they are. You know, they're they're praised and they're lifted up and they're told that they're doing. You know, they're doing God's work for women. This is you know, you are meant to be submissive and subservient to men. That's. That's God's plan. And they go, okay. And right. they take off their makeup and go to bed and sleep like babies. Right. Yeah, how do they even look look at themselves in the mirror the, the, very, the very next day, though? How? The same way they go to sleep, Reggie. There is no existential oh, right. crisis. Republicans can engage in cognitive dissonance all day long and twice on twice on Sundays. Because there is no cognitive, there's no conflict for them. They just do what they're told. And that's Republican, that's Republican, that's Republican men and Republican women alike. Because they are authoritarians, they are they are order followers. Anybody a master? You know, master Trump. Well, they like they you know they they like a strong leader. You know, because it's it's all it's all daddyism. Well, why do we have to do that? Because daddy says. How does daddy know? Right. Daddy always knows. Right. So they have daddy issues. Well, the That's Republican Party is one right? great big daddy issue, Reggie. Right. 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 I thought she was a tough ass woman. 
And yet this is the exact same woman who cried over what Don Lemon said about her on, on his show today. Of course, he apologized for her, but he cried about what he said about her, right? I thought they were supposed to be tough, real tough. And then you find out. And then, but I, I thought we were supposed to be the biggest snowflake in the whole wide world, Robin. Why are they? <laughs> exactly. Funny, isn't it? Exactly. Funny. Funny, isn't it? It is indeed. You know, you remember the old school saying or expression, sticks and stones may break my bones, but what will, will never ever hurt me? Right. What happened with that? What happened to that, man? What happened with that saying? Did we just toss it out the window just like every, everything else? Like the rules and the ethics of politics? Had that become antiquated or extinct, or is it just me? No, it's not just you. But well, she should get over it. Go, go, you know, mind her own business. Mind her own business. Go run her own life or whatever. Because <laughs> you know, she's crying over this. What else would she be crying over and about? Right, Robin? Sure, sure. What? What? Well, so, Reggie, are you do you doing okay? You doing doing all right down there in Decatur? Yeah, I'm. I'm keeping. I'm keeping uh, cool. I think it's like in the early '70s down here. Huh. Yeah, we made it into the '50s so here today, much- but it was a very sopping wet '50s, and uh, it looks like we're going to get right. this all day tomorrow. We're actually under a state right. of emergency right now. Right. True. Very true. You know, and why won't they? Why won't these people go on the CNN or MSNBC or? Whatever. I'm talking about the Republicans. I'm not kissing Fox News' ass all the time. Well, some of them probably aren't willing to go on and face the music. But frankly, I don't need I don't need MSNBC to be giving more airtime to a bunch of uh, snarling junkyard dogs. What about CNN? I I can't tell you the last time I watched CNN. So that just you know. They're, pr- they're practically a non-entity. Yeah, you know, they, they become in Fox News life, Robin. I'm sure you know that, buddy. They just became Fox News life. <laughs> and I'm sure you don't want your early morning filthy habit of Joe Starbuck and his wife Lisa. No. bring dogs no. and dogs on their show. Hey, Reggie, He's i got to roll because some, somebody else is trying to ring into the program. You have yourself a good evening, all right? Yeah, you too, Robin. All right. Bye. Don't work too hard now. All right. Don't work too hard now. All right. Later. And let's see who else we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello, Robin, darling. Oh, scary jetty. How are you? Can you hear me? I hear you. Loud and clear. This this whole circuit, this circuit sounds like it's going through a, a meat grinder. But I don't care. How are you, my darling? I'm good. I mean, just, I just thought, hoping to stay I, dry and not float away, but, you know, good. Are you having one of those atmospheric rivers falling on you? I don't know. I th- well, um, maybe maybe if it wasn't, maybe if we didn't have all this, well, if, if it wasn't for, I mean, this is a La Nina year for us or something. So uh, this this feels like it would be a two-foot snowfall. 
but instead it's the creeks are all out of their banks. Uh, we're having mudslides, roads washing away. Yeah, it's a party. You know, that's the one thing. Um, I can you got to tip your hat to Florida. Uh, we sometimes have more rain in an hour than most people see in a month. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. But, you know, the reason I called, and I, and I just want to put this at the front of the call, I have lots of reasons to talk to you tonight. Um, I hope Joe Biden shows this whole railway uh, safety thing up their butt. I really do. Because this is Reaganism, you know. Um, you uh, First time I heard the term bomb train, you used it. That's what it was. And here we are. And um, the first time I heard just the term vinyl chloride, I was like, that's a plastic or something. You don't want to set that on fire. Did you see the picture of that on Reddit? The, uh, the uh, carcinoma death cloud? Yes. Yes, I did. That's terrifying. If there's a mushroom cloud, you're fucked. It doesn't matter what it is. And they had, they just had another one go off in Detroit. What? Do you, they, yeah, they just had a, a derailing in Detroit. When? About today. <sighs> Having a hard time keeping up, Jerry. Of course, I've been, uh, what do you I've want? Been, you want I've shootings been, or derailing? Well, I've been I've been follow I've been following the pl- the the plume. They call it a plume. You know, like a like a you know peacocks. Yeah, pretty and you know beautiful and colors and rainbows. And, no, I've, I've been following the plume as it goes down the the Ohio River, which of course is the source of drinking water for a whole lot of West Virginia and Ohio counties. Um, the funniest thing about this, I had like a, a Simpson visualization of all just the birds, the birds and fish falling out of the sky and the, the fish floating, and that's literally what happened. I, I thought that when I heard what the, the components were, and then I heard that on a two-mile-long train, there's three fucking people. I was like, get the fuck out of here! Really? I, I want hobos on the train for God's sake. Yeah, hold, hold on, a cell phone and, and, wait a minute. That's 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 three at the most. Sometimes it's two, maybe even one. I mean, the bomb train was on fire for at least 15 minutes, and nobody could do anything because there was nobody close enough. Literally, it's conceivably, if you think about it. If you have three people on a train two miles long, if there's something happens, nobody can do shit. It's kind of like what happened down here in uh, South Florida, where at the dump, they had a, uh, a dumpster fire. They had a robotic dumpster fire where the uh, the um, the automation that was moving and sorting the trash caught on fire and it just kept throwing trash that was on fire. And I was like, robotic dumpster fire. I have to remember this for the rocket show. Well, uh, thanks to Matt in San Francisco. He just sent me a link. Uh, yeah, the, the derailment in... in Michigan happened in Van Buren Township, and it, the the train was carrying one car of hazardous materials. But, but because there's always a but, uh, 
Police told Fox 2 Detroit that there were no injuries and the area is not a hazmat situation. Then again, what did they say in East Palestine? By the way, I learned you have to call it Palestine, not Palestine. It's East Palestine, Ohio. So now we know what to call I that. I want 10 guys situation. on these trains. I want two. I want 10 guys on these trains. I want three guys doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know what? Uh, All right, you, and you, I want you, robots. Yeah, you, you do, and I do, but the shareholders don't. The shareholders want their 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 their, 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 their quarterly profit and loss statement to reflect maximum money, minimal labor. And, capital, and capitalism rules the day. Where they did, did, did safety? Oh, hell no. It's all comic book. I, I saw a, a woman at the uh, little bodega. She looked like a a, a melanated. Um, and this is no context whatsoever. A melanated uh, uh, Jessica Rabbit, but like real life, no surgery even. Not 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 the tip, you know tipping my hat to surgery. She was just beautiful. She was. Uh, she had like seven men in line staring. She was going slow as hell. Nobody cared. Um, but every my the scene, the organizing team has been everything's comic book. Like Trump is a comic book criminal. Seriously, I mean he's kind of a dumbass, but he's kind of brilliant. Some of the shit he's pulled off if he steps back for a second. He's cunning. You gotta give him at least that. I think he broke America. I really do. I mean, just a little shit like no no breaks from the 20th century on, on the bomb train, the vinyl chloride, which they're telling you turns to halogen and hydrochloric acid. Delightful. You can't drink the water. You, you have to go. You have to go. Anyways, have, have you seen The Last of Us yet? I started... And Annette and I started it, and then as we got got into the first episode, she's like, you know, you don't like scary stuff, Robin. I suggest we not watch this. It's heavy, but it's so well acted and so well shot and, and, and uh, written. It's art. It really is. It's scary, but uh, you'll do more crying than, than screaming. Hmm. But yeah, it's and it's um, yeah, you'll do way more crying and screaming. They, they did have a little scary part in episode five that has just yeah, that's total nightmare fuel. But it's only about one minute because um, and, and, and this is kind of a spoiler. It's a zombie flick, but uh, yeah, I gathered. Yeah, I gathered it was a zombie thing. But it's very intelligent and it's very science fictiony. And I thought it was a show five years ago. It's a game, it's a video game, and it's art. It's fucking art. Every performance. But you have to literally just get past the first episode and get past all your um preconceived ideas because they take the zombie thing and they go totally human. You know what's it like to be human living in a world of zombies? Looking for a can of soda. Um, some people say it's like the road, the series. Yeah, but there's more hope. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, nothing good happens to these people. But the acting and the, uh, just the, the girl who's coming up, I think an episode later, Ellie. Oh my God. 14 year old protagonist in a post apocalyptic world. That's all I can, that's all I can say. She's 
she runs the show. Well, I got some. I saw some good news today, and I'm terribly excited. The third season of Ted Lasso debuts March 15th. Was it dropped? Okay, I'm there. I'm there March 14th, popping popcorn with, with napkins. No, the Ted Lasso is good shit. I, I um, on, on a media uh, realm, I had, and if you're a ex-DJ or if you've swung parties or if you've done anything along these lines, just drag in, fuck politics and environmental disasters for a second. This is totally where liberals just, where, who we are, okay? I had, and, and, and in, this is in the context of, I've had a real hard time listening to music um, because my favorite music listening partner is gone. I so it's, um, I've had a hard time. You know what I'm saying, though? You can't, can't enjoy anything. Well, I had a weird mention in my music and I'll just throw it out here. If I'm the last one hearing about it, well, fuck me. That, that, that's the horn I, I know and love. The name of the group is called Sleep Token. It's like if uh, Yes and Rush and Led Zeppelin had a baby and the group came alive in 2023. Oh, wow. It's heavy metal. Yeah, it's heavy metal and art. It is, um... Oh. They, uh... There's a name of a song called Gore, V-A-R-E, which just dropped, and this is so weird to talk about this stuff, uh, as an old person in the 21st century, just dropped less than 20 hours ago, and I think it's going to have a quarter million views in uh, a couple of days. It's, uh, it's angsty, and, uh, and, and they have lots of their, they're the most bipolar, and I say that with love. They're the most bipolar rock group I've ever heard. They seem to be getting better with every bar. Um, the drummer is as good as Geddy Lee. Uh, not Geddy Lee, Neil Peart from Brush. Holy he might, That might be his child. And the vocalist could take on Robert Plant on his best day. That's saying and the guitars are, uh, the, the guitars are, um, Pink Floyd-esque. Yeah, it, yeah, and it just, um, their song, War, I wish I could have played that at a funeral. That's the best way I could put it. It's dark, death metal, then it turns progressive, then it turns into an anthem. I've heard that song 30, 30 times today. But the whole, as liberals, learning something new that we've never heard, that we don't have a, a uh, preconceived notion about that's the best thing I love about being a liberal. Whether it be a new dish, a new song, a new style, a new language, a new show. I love that shit about us. That moment of fear and wonder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you really describe it well. I went from uh, not knowing anything about them. Okay, I might have to get a tattoo. That's a hell of a recommendation. One day in and you're ready to Yeah, no, they're, uh, they are. Uh, they have a cult-like following online. They went from 20,000 or 200,000 uh, subscribers last week to 2 million. 
they're that good. Uh, they're and, and the fun and it's that uh, I'm hearing from the youngins that heavy metal and, and rock and roll is now underground because you don't have any of the um, iHeart radios or uh, Cumulus or Clear Channel manipulating anything. So just actual musicians out there today. It feels like the seventies. These the kids are more than all right now. Or woman, the kids are all right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It, it uh, moved my soul. Nice. Moved my yeah. soul. By, the, by uh, the way, nice, nice back reference there. The kids are all right. Yeah. Never a bad time. No, for a, everything. There's never a bad time for a Who reference. No, it, 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 they have that energy. That whole bigger than the Beatles energy. That's why I want to just, you know put that out there uh, and they have slow songs and fast songs and they're super most talented group of people ever i've heard i've ever heard and the, and you keep going oh the vocalists are ridiculous but this drummer though but they, it's just just listen to it if you can um you're i'm sure you're uh you're uh oh there's a cat you know what all the animals that chime in on the horn are loved like the, the first time I didn't hear chirps from Scott, I was like, where the fuck's the bird? I, I, it started out the bird and annoyed me because the bird would always chime in when Scott would call and just want to punctuate what Scott said. And then I didn't hear the bird. I was like, where the fuck's the bird? And it worried me. And then, you know, Scott came on and said, you know, it's your blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, fuck. I lost, you, you felt like you lost the bird. So Socks the Cat, Socrates, uh, it's a character on the show now. Yes, and, and I don't know if you know, but Socrates uh, hits the uh, Flintstone bell at about seven thirty-five reliably. <laughs> well, he's he, time to wrap it up, Robin. He, you got to feed yeah, me or pet me or something. Yeah, he, yeah, he's 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 in here this evening. Uh, Socrates is because he's got these cute little white socks on his feet. So he's 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 obviously a high-minded philosopher. So because he's got little boots and. Berg still wants to call him uh, Gaius Germanicus, you know, Caligula, little boots, because that's, that's what Caligula means. But that seems just wrong for such a fine cat. So I saw the socks, and I said, Socrates. But he's inside right now because it is. It is freaking pouring outside. Uh, I mean, this is, the, this is like front end of tornadoes kind of downpour. There won't be any tornadoes or anything. But, I mean, everywhere you step outside, it just squishes. Um, and it used to be, you know, Jerry, I didn't worry That's about that. Good. Just put on put on whatever crummy pair of shoes. I, no, I've, I've entered that part of my life where I put on crappy shoes and carry the good shoes in my hand, take them out to the car, and change shoes when I get where I'm going. I'm telling you, it's complicated. That's just South Florida. No, that's just South Florida. I've seen people walk in flip-flops and their good shoes are in their backpack. That, that's just how we, But maybe y'all have become extra-tropical, which is scary if you sit down and think about it for a second. But then that means we're Guam. You know what? i got to share this with you, Jerry, because this is the kind of story, no offense, I, I, know, you, I know you love your Florida. I get it. Wish I had better government. And I know you say South Florida just ignores Tallahassee and pretends it's not there. Someday I gotta find out. I gotta find out about that. Ah, oh, God, I'd love to go down there. Uh, love to go back to Key West someday. 
but I got a, I got a story here. I was and 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 I saw it and I was like, wait, that's the wrong. No, well, it's probably not the wrong state. Get this headline. Tell me this. Tell me this doesn't just ha- sound like it's something from the, uh, the 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 evil mind of Ron Monkey up DeClantis. This headline. Idaho lawmakers introduce legislation to no really Socrates I'm not kidding Idaho lawmakers introduce legislation to criminalize those who administer covid vaccines I don't yeah. think it'll pass but these guys the want it fuck? to be a crime to give a covid vaccine in Idaho Where where the fuck why the I don't understand why why are we doing this handmade shit well, get this. No, no, no. Get, why, it that, gets better. Get this. The bill was introduced by two maggot women. Tammy Nichols, wrong accent, and Representative, no, I'm, and Representative I'm, I'm Judy not. Boyle. And it would make it a misdemeanor for anybody uh-huh. to administer an mRNA vaccine. How about the fact that we're going to have a trans walkout in the state colleges in Florida? Because the whole, I think, female menstrual thing was uh, a head shake to go after trans records in the state college, which I'm like, wow. Well, actually, Isn't that a HIPAA actually, violation? I think it's I think it's the op- uh, the other way around. Uh, it, you know, because the way fascism works, Jerry, fascism picks out a tiny minority and demonizes them, and the people who pick their teeth with their toenail clippings all go, yeah, that sounds good. They suck. And so they get away with that, and then you take the next step, and the next thing you know, in Florida, any girl who plays high school sports, they're monitoring her periods to make sure that if she gets pregnant, she stays that way. That's disgusting. And you know what? But they, but they did it with high school sports. It, it, it's so what layered. Happens, it's... What happens when they come for the drama department? Yeah, because high school sports for girls, and uh, it, it, it includes, you know, that, I mean, that's cheerleading, gymnastics, volleyball. Field hockey, track and field, basketball, softball. What happens when they come for the drama department? What happens when they come for the, you know, the pottery class? They already are. I, I you know what? I went to a, a private school, a religious private school, and my my uh, shout out to Miss Bloom, my English teacher. She she was a hippie at the time. She recommended the book Dune. That'd be a felony today. Yeah, very There's likely. gay stuff in Dune. <laughs> Seriously, I don't even know what you call it. If it uh, spoiler alert, I mean it's only been out for fifty years or more. There's worm sex in Dune. Okay, there's worm sex. <laughs> there's there's some stuff going on. Let's just and then. She let us do our our, uh, our senior project to make a movie set, which looks suspiciously like the 2021 version of Dune, which my heart broke. I hate everybody in my um, senior class, but I may have to talk to them just to watch that movie with them because we were uh, we made a movie set in a in a Christian school from a movie with gay worm sex because it was like Learning Man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
And that could never happen. I'm going. That could happen today. No, no. Learning is you, the learning is the last. Florida. Learning is the last thing Ron Monkey up DeClantis wants anybody doing in Florida. He wants good. You know, he, he wants he wants good little drones who will do what they're told and soak up the sun, and not upset the old I mean, people. Well, hell. After okay, and this is part two for any of you newhorn listeners who are like you know breaking into Dune. Spoiler alert. Uh, there's, I'm pretty sure there's witchcraft at the end too. You know, you know, with the uh, oh, uh, princess, you know, Aaliyah of the night. No, dude, 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 many machines on X. Many machines on X. <laughs> and, and, and 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 Duncan Idaho is a trans we, is is a transhuman, not transgender, a transhuman. It's worrisome. Well, Duncan's been a female too. So Duncan was a girl. In fact, there's like what six, seven uh, 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 versions of Duncan that was definitely a, uh, a female. I think. And I learned about this book in high school. And I got to tell you, so, I, I got to tell you, this is just one of those things, Jerry. Oh, I so want. I do. From the from the original David Lynch movie, I want a Reverend Mother Helen Gaius Mohim outfit. Because I've got the hairline for it. I've got it. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, the headpiece. The, 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 you know, maybe for Halloween, carry my own little gom jabbar. You know, we shall find out if you are. Yeah, I think I'd have to pay for I think I, 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 would, I would pay for that NFT, Miss Robin. I would, I would pay for that <laughs> NFT. That's an NFT right there. That's doing it right. We shall find out. You, we shall is. find out if you are an animal or a human, young Atreides. See, I'm ready for my close-up. Sorry. <laughs> you know what the the new the 2021 movie really kind of kicked life into how actually really good the, two, the 80s movie was. They just ah, money. <laughs> Dune ran, the 1980s Dune ran out of money. It's clear to see. Well, the funniest Dune story from the, the funniest Dune story from the from the 80s version. Uh, there's an intersection with my favorite piece of historical fiction. My favorite historical novel is a book by Gary Jennings called Aztec. It's a first person account of the uh, of of the 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 world of pre-Columbian Mexico, pre-Cortez Mexico, up through the arrival uh, and the invasion by Cortez. And it's one of the most brilliant pieces of historical fiction ever written. So Dino De Laurentiis had optioned the rights both to Dune and to Aztec. And he had the uh, the, the complete cooperation of the entire government of Mexico, the Mexican army, everything. And, it's, and at the last minute, he made the decision to make Dune instead of Aztec. And considering the way that Dune turned out, I'm really glad David Lynch did not get hold of Aztec. But I'm still waiting to this day for... Aztec to be made into a film, and if, if somebody does it and does it right, it'll be amazing. On the other hand, if whoever gets hold of it, 
my, one of my, I, you know, and I know you read science fiction. Have you read the Takeshi Kovacs trilogy? You know, Altered Carbon. No, I haven't, but I'm looking. Broken Angels. I'm looking for new stuff this year. Well, this I have read Neuromancer, so it's in the same. Yeah, it's in it's in the same. So it's in it's, the same it's, realm. Yeah, it's Altered Carbon, Broken Angels, and Woken Furies. And I was just thinking about Neuromancer today with the, the, the shipping companies to where, you know, they have a fault on the line, a whole bunch of people die, and the AI barely notices. Right. Well, this is, uh, this, this is a brilliant trilogy. I just love it. I've read it like four times. And what's, was, the first, what's the first book in the series? Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon? Yeah. And, okay. and you'll recognize a whole bunch of different science fiction homages in it. But the thing, what I was going to mention is that Netflix optioned it. And, of course, Richard K. Morgan was happy to sell, you know, the rights because he became a very wealthy man very quickly. And then they turned it over to a production team who apparently had never read the books. Oh, yes. And made a complete hash out of it. Just, I was, ooh, here, altered carbon, altered, altered carbon, altered carbon. Oh, yuck. I mean, it was past bad. I heard you go, I heard you go through the, I heard you go through that, which is why, once again, I have to bring up The Last of Us. Again, I, uh, The Last of Us is going to make me buy an old, uh, Generation 3 or Generation 4 gaming console and actually play that game, even though, um, one of the scariest media events I've ever had is playing um, Resident Evil 4 on an old uh, uh, Nintendo, believe it or not. It was just... Oh, God. I'm to, I'm to, I was playing... What was it back in the night? Doom. Doom. Doom scared the shit out of me yes. on more than yes. one occasion. But then in order to get past... Doom was a scare... When, when, in order to get well, past the trauma I don't trauma know which game Doom, it was... In order to get past the trauma of Doom, of course, I played Duke Nukem. Well, Duke Nukem was great. The game that came out right after Doom, where you know all of certain video cards came out and sound cards came out, that was a terrifying game. The, the one, the version two of Doom, actually the new Doom, which I think is like five years old right now, that's a terrifying ass game. I, I don't think I, I think I it'll take me a year to finish it because it's scary. What the computers can do today and, and and this is this is a thing that as somebody used to have a 1200 baud modem hell what, hell what your smartwatch can do these days and having a an incredible rumple still skin uh, yeah, meanwhile moment I, meanwhile what, what, I st- I, meanwhile i still I still haven't mastered minesweeper so you know but the the, the neither have i don't, don't don't i mean games are work today games are a fucking part-time job today Oh, All the things and, and you have some, to do. And, yeah, and they, for they, some people, a full-time job, and I don't know if you uh, are, are far enough down the rabbit hole to follow this sort of thing, but I guess some Twitch streamers are catching a bunch of hell because they're playing uh, uh, the, the game based on that series of books by that horrible woman in England, Queen Turf, the Turf Queen. Uh, Jack- I heard that's a great game, but no, back to, back to your Altered Carbon um, meme, um, Cyberpunk 2077 is, uh, like, uh, that game, but in a connected network game fashion. It, it really, it's an amazing thing. Just, just, just watch like a YouTube clip of it. 
just just the graphics alone. And it's where uh, there's like an you know where you, there's bio enhancements. Uh, everybody's a cyborg, um, dystopic, but very well done, kind of like GTA, but a neuromancer or a altered carbon. With no context whatsoever. We, we got to talk about the art tonus thing, woman. Yes. Everything else is so sad and exhausting. So we haven't had enough arts. We haven't, uh, you know, made our tea and put our peak in the air and just, and just that are so I, I know I haven't. I haven't been my soul in uh, almost two years. There are no there are no photographs. Of, uh, there are no photographs of me of me sipping tea out there. How did you know I have my pinky in the air? Because <laughs> we're we're liberals, ma'am. It's what we do. Yes, yes, of course. Work hard, fight hard, and, and kick back and party places hard. I'm glad there was a place for me to share parts of my soul tonight. Me too. You know, you know, fuck, fuck the anger, fuck the uh, the constant hypervigilance. Exhausting. I mean, it's all legitimate. We yeah. got to keep our eye out and talk to people and organize and 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 vote in polls and reach out and be all those things, but. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to eat an edible and listen to some YouTube for like 12 hours straight. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me. I, I was thinking of you the other day because, and I don't know where she found it, but Annette looked at me and said, I got a surprise for you. And I was like, what? She said, shut your eyes and hold uh, out your hand. And it was, it was the container of CBD-8 gummies that I had gone out and bought you on your recommendation – uh, when we were down in Birmingham, and the container, there's like four of them left. Because I bought a container of CBD-8, and I bought a, 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 a container of uh, Delta-9s. And I actually went to the... Aren't the, aren't the eight stronger than the nines? Or is it just me? No, 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 infinitely stronger. Because those were the ones, I mean, I just love telling the story over and over again. I was having the horrible nerve pain. I mean, it was bad. It was like lightning running through my body. Nerve pain sucks. Anybody who deals with it knows. And you told me, because the doc wanted to put me on gabapentin, which, no, no. Um, and you said, go get some CBDA gummies. So I did, you know, because Scary Jerry would not lead me wrong. And that was the evening nope. that I just took a whole one. Not on any pharmaceuticals. Yeah, just took a whole one and kind of wallered it around, let it dissolve, and ordered in DoorDash. And I wolfed down my – we ordered Chinese that night. And I wolf, and we were watching, uh, we were watching uh, The Great on Hulu, the, the uh, Catherine the Great series, which was amazing. Um, and – so I wolfed down my, my, my dinner, and then I kind of leaned over and started picking, because Annette doesn't eat much, and I started picking at hers. And then I walked into the kitchen, grabbed the spoon, got a big old got a big old spoonful of Bluebell homemade vanilla ice cream, worked on that, went back, ate some more ate, ate some more of Annette's dinner, got back up, went, got more ice cream. And on the like third or fourth trip back, I just stood in the middle of the room and went, holy fuck, I'm high, and I've got the munchies. 
I'm eighty, so <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then we, you know, then we quietly went off to bed, and I turned the light off, and my brain started saying, "What if we forget how to breathe?" I, I had it had been it had been that long since I had been that high. And I had to turn That's the light. Conversation. I, I, had to turn the, I, I had to turn the light back on, make sure. Yeah, okay. I, I haven't forget. It's okay. It's and I slept with the with the light on that night. But anyway, she and there were like three or four of them in there. And so, e, you know, don't eat the whole thing, Robin. But the or funny, space but the, it out. Actually, it's very. You space it out. Two hours, if like you have a half and a half, that's a beautiful place. When it all hits at once, that's a bit too much. That's like, oh boy. But I tell you what, it worked. I you were right. up over no here. No more nerve pain. No more nerve pain. Nope. And it's lasting too. And the company that produced it, this like is like the a, next day. They're not good. This is a this is a non-paid product placement. The company that made the stuff was SunMed out of Florida. SunMed, S-U-N-M-E-D. And I thought, hmm, you know, it might not be terrible to have some of these on hand, because I don't trust grow. I don't trust, it, you know, I don't. I can't get gas station pizza anymore because some other Rippy Mart needed the ga- that needed the pizza oven, so they pulled it out of there and took it to the other Rippy Mart. But I, 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 I trusted gas station pizza. I do not trust gas gas station CBD eight gummies. I just don't. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. That, that, that's a, trust is the, the, the word, actually. It's the main word because 50 milligrams of, of uh, Delta A is, is uh, hallucinogenic under the right circumstances. Well, and so, so, there, you, yeah, so, so I went look and, and damn it, apparently they don't make this particular product at SunMed anymore. Yeah, yeah that, that, or that's where they, I'm at right now. I, I uh, or maybe they can't I, advertise I it on the a little website. That's the other thing. Um, between transmed abortion pills and gummies, I think there's a business there I've been thinking about lately. And and uh, Pre's Trees uh, Bomb, I have to get some of that for my dad. I don't know if Bernadette's making that anymore, um, at least not on a for sale basis. But uh, uh, the uh, maybe she, maybe there's some kind of partnership because I haven't really heard of anything as good as that. But honestly, uh, honestly, that. you know, gummy estrogen sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I've been uh, gummies uh, as a delivery system have kind of. Uh, blown up in the last, you know, in COVID times, it, it went from, I mean, you know, I, I'm in the deep South here. A gummy, a gummy possession used to be a felony. So it, it, it's a whole head change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure that Ron Monkey up to Clantis would like to make it all go away. And Nitwit Nero wants to line up everybody who's ever had a gummy and have them shot. That, that's why, I mean, and I, I saw this meme online about uh, Mile Marker 100. Uh, Palm Beach County in South, you know, um, fuck Florida. Otherwise, actually Orlando, too, because there's a lot of nice people up there. Big Latino um, community, which is what this whole Ron DeSantis, Reedy Creek thing's about. That's a, you know what? I just put that together. He wanted to fuck them personally and just decouple 
what they've been doing for almost 50 years just because they said gay. I mean, this is what this guy's doing. He should be, he should be doing a, uh, an insurance, uh, um, what do they call that? Insurance job fair thing where you get, you know, insurance companies coming forward and go, Hey, you should, but no, he's, he's, um, making teachers take their books off their shelves. Yeah. God forbid you catch a fucking felony because Ron DeSantis is a fucking Nazi. Well, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know if you saw this, but apparently uh, uh, George DeVolder, Anthony Santos, Kaiser Wilhelm II, whatever his name is, has uh, decided to team up, and Marginal Trailer Queen was happy to do that. Um, they've teamed up together, and now they're going to introduce a. Uh, a book ban. They've introduced a book ban in the Congress of the United States of America. All right, I have to say this for Agent Fred. Agent Fred, this is uh, satiristic hyperbole, having nothing to do with real events. But if Trump didn't do it, George DeSantis was a explain to me like on five political executions and assassinations. I never understood that whole Caesar thing. Um, until George DeSantis. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can see that now. Yeah, see, 20 the, guys the, the, in a room. This, yeah, this bill. This, bunch of knives. Yeah. This bill was introduced by a representative by, name of, by the name of Corey Mills uh, of Florida and signed on to by uh, George Santos, who, remember, at least says he's gay and Marginal Trailer Queen, and its purpose is to end the sexualization of children in schools, which is basically uh, an amendation of Title 18 U.S. Code to pro uh, prohibit a publishing house from knowingly furnishing sexually explicit material to a school or an educational agency and to prohibit federal funds from being provided to a school that obtains or an educational agency that distributes sexually explicit material or for other purposes. The thing, and, and so uh, this is also goes hand in hand with the, the uh, moral panic to remove the pride flag from schools. Which is not political. It's a way of letting you know children know that they're safe in a classroom. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't. I don't care about the pride flag. I don't care about drag shows. I don't care about the border being overrun. I care about trains blowing up a lot. It turns out exactly. I, mean, I care. I care about people gunning down kids in schools. I care, I, I, I care. I care about the. I care about the insane cost of energy. It's been. It's. It's. It, it, the energy costs have gone so ridiculously high for us, at least here, that it has put the future of this program at hazard. This program cannot happen I, I without electricity. I, I care about needing to see a psychologist. That. And. And a neurologist. I, I have an inside track. I, I care about seeing a dentist. I have lots of tooth construction to do, reconstruction. Those are the things I care about. I don't care about another fucking performative fucking bill. And I wish somebody would say that. Stop fighting words with these people and just come out of left, come out the side of your throat as it's in the hood. This is bullshit. 
the, the, the 105 laptop thing is bullshit. We got things going on. And, you know, <sighs> fucking emotional arsonist. For no reason. It's frustrating, isn't it? For no reason. Yeah. Well, Jerry, it's, I... it's terrifying. And, and then, in, in, in the same sentence, to go, I'm a Christian nationalist. That's what. That's what makes me want to punch people. Well, why? I mean, look, why do they keep tap dancing around it? Just embrace it, own it. Say, I'm a fascist. Okay. Buy the flag, buy the regalia, get the get the Hugo Boss black uniform, and be done. Quit tap dancing around yeah, what, cause, what cause they are. Put your uniform on. We know what's going on here. Learn to goose. Learn, yeah, learn to goose step, Marge. You have their uh, former leader of the free world. I mean. This is kind. Of, this is fantastic, fantastical. But has Trump tweeted anything about the earthquake yet? I mean, that's what moral leaders do, don't they? Yeah, they do. But no, he hasn't. No, what uh, the last thing I saw, I call- uh, he sent this to me twice earlier. Friend, many states have banned ballot harvesting to keep our elections honest and fair. But in the states where ballot harvesting is allowed, we have no choice but to beat the Democrats at their own game. That's why we launched our own Trump for President ballot harvesting fund. Uh, I'm so tired of this guy. This guy is like a pet. You know, he's a plague. Again, again, it it reminds me of that old joke. I love it so much. The guy walks past the newsstand every day. And he pays the he pays the, the the news vendor for the newspaper, and he picks up the newspaper, opens it all the way up, you know, the the whole fold, looks at it, sets it back down, walks along. This goes on for weeks. Finally, the proprietor can't stand it anymore, and he goes, "Hey, buddy, you pay me for a newspaper every day, but you never take the newspaper with you. What gives?" And the guy says, oh, I'm just checking to see if somebody died. And he goes, yeah, but the obits are way in the, in the, in the back of the paper. He goes, no, no, no. When this son of a bitch goes, it's going to be on the front page. Mm. We live in a world where Henry Kissinger, Richard Cheney, and, and Donald Trump are still alive. And, and Raquel Welch is dead. Yeah. <sighs> Raquel Welch, Joe Bajant. Dr. Hunter S. Thompson, Aretha Franklin. You know, people that. How the fuck is. Oh, and here's the other thing I didn't chime in on. The Rihanna thing. She did her. You know what? I I tried to write this and and my my device is stuck. So I put it out because it's pretty complex. I'll put this out on the. uh, Yeah. The Horn uh, Robin show tonight. Rihanna did a fertility dance. A thousand years from now, those sentient roaches will celebrate her as a uh, religion. <laughs> when you factored in the fact that she was pregnant, it looked like she was about five months pregnant. She 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 was just flowing with hormones, and 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 it was it was I think unintentionally sexual is the best way. I can put it when she looked at the camera 
her eyes glowed. I, I thought when I saw her eyes, I was like, she's pregnant. And then when she was all jiggly, wiggly, and just delightful, I was like, oh yeah. And I think, and that's the first thing Trump had and to then shoot got, out and of. Then got flown, and then got flown 200 feet in the air. You know, hey, Donald, you do that, fat ass. Go ahead. Try. I mean, when I found out she was pregnant, I was like, and then I watched it again, I was like, oh, that was just too much jumping around. If, if I was her man, I would have said, I don't know about this, honey. Just stand by the mic. And she was wonderful. I mean, women that pregnant back in the day, you didn't see them for another six months since we saw the baby. She did a Super Bowl show. When, when people were going where she wasn't, I didn't, I was like, she's pregnant. That, that put a whole different level on it, I thought. Yeah. It made it magical. And then when you saw it, oh my God. Her catalog is amazing. All the songs that have been in your head for the last 10 years or so, Rihanna put there. That was amazing as well. But the first thing a fascist do is attack the arts. Sure. And there is a video of Rihanna somewhere painting fuck Trump on a car. And I think, it, I think it's delightful that um, he helped her, her husband or her partner get out of uh, jail and uh, around. I don't have two minutes for him. That's why he's there. The girl can blow, and uh, she was amazing. Just, I mean, it was like watching Marilyn Monroe perform. She was amazing, I thought. Hey, she was. I, very I am not. I, I am. You know, I confess. I can. I confess my Gisette, uh status. Not that familiar with her music, but I, I bet I can tell good performance art when I see it. And it was good. Yeah, and that was the first thing he had to check. Presidents are supposed to make us better. Presidents aren't I mean, supposed I to. Get, I even have to do presidents it. aren't supposed to talk about halftime shows. Okay. Or if they do, it's supposed to be the most cursory and laudatory thing ever, and it just makes you feel good to respect to the position. You know, that was a wonderful show, and I'm glad that the people of Arizona. Now, uh, got to put in good work and put on a good performance for the rest of the world. USA, 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 that's it. So, Chiefs. Damn it, I can even do it. That, that, that's a presidential tweet. But no, not this moron. Her stylist? Oh, my God. Uh, how about her voice? How about her hair? How about the fact that her eyes are... Yeah, how about her... Yeah, everything. Diamond. How about the production designer? <laughs> how about the fact that it looked like they were flying around on cell phones? I don't know what the hell was going on, but it was a pretty first instance. It's like, I'm here for it, man. Yeah, there was some serious... There, yeah, no, no, there was some serious <laughs> Jetson shit going on there. I mean, I, I confess. Again, <laughs> yeah. again, Gizette. You know, Gina Lillibrigida passed away a few weeks ago. And the first thing I thought about, I found out about uh, Gina Lola Brigida because of Gina Lola Jupiter on the Jetsons. And she, you know, and, and she flew around on a flying stage. And Rihanna was like Gina Lola Jupiter. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, the, you the, know the, what? The, You're, the, the people, exactly. The people designing those programs are a lot older than the people they're designed for. That was some Hanna-Barbera shit. <laughs> That was some Hanna-Barbera. Yes, that was some Hanna-Barbera shit. 
And George was, and that, that, that's it. Nit Nero was jealous because George was the mystery judge in that one, and he, I want to be the mystery judge. And, and I'm going to go we a little bit solved further. it. Don't get insulted or inflamed. In, in there were two black quarterbacks, and that was the best Super Bowl I've ever seen. That was a heavy. In that was that, that was a heavyweight. That was a heavyweight slugfest. In a sport that said 20 years ago, can a black man even, is a black man even smart enough to do this? Those two individuals there changed the game. Yeah, see, I still remember the Super Bowl where Doug Doug Williams won. I do. Nobody had anything to say. That was the quietest I've ever heard a, a, a box because Doug Williams did. That was still the highest, uh, QBR uh, second half ever. You know that, right? No. Where he's, he scored like 31 points in the half or something like that. That was insane. Some ridiculous. Yeah. And it, um, but they, they, they uh, oof. that's the other thing that the, um, the accelerationists, I love that word, they had a hard time with. There were no white quarterbacks in that game. In Black History Month, and you know what? Progress. I I I, I, was, I, no, I thought about that as the game was being played, and it occurred to me that somewhere in the somewhere in the depths of hell, Rush Limbaugh, who once opined on why black men weren't sharp enough to play quarterback, got an extra serving of pineapple. Hey Rush, come here. Look, no, come here. He, look, at the, look at the TV, Rush. Look at this, Rush. <laughs> oh, it's the Super Bowl. Oh. And, the, and, and then and then they and then they played the and then they played his clip back to him and said, "That was you, wasn't it? This is hell. Don't lie. We'll know." It was literally. A- it was literally a Jackie Robinson moment. It really was. Not, not just, and I, and I haven't thought about it until just now. It's a hell of a moment, Jerry. Wow, I got to roll out of here. Um, we yeah, we all got to get out. I got to go cook something. I'm glad I called in. Oh, I've I'm been, glad uh, you did too. Going through some things, and I uh, this is the first time I've ever called in and wasn't manic. Weird. You know what? Your voice. Your, uh, one of the first things I noticed when you first called, your voice sounds different. It, it, I am different. Um, it's uh, it's another two hours to explain what I've gone through. But um, let's just say I woke up in the right body and the right right brain, which I've been trying to quantum leap style try to get back to since two thousand eight. It's been a ride. I may have to write a book. You know, welcome home, man. But I, uh, I haven't, I haven't felt normal since 2008 before I hit my head. I met Carolyn soon after that, obviously. And she, uh, that's that, that's what sparked this whole call, the Spiderman thing, where each had a stroke, which is uh, blood flow. It's kind of like having an electrical storm on the you know? the silicon on the uh, PCB on the circuit board. So the fact that he had profound 
senators cut the collar a little bit because he gets a little bit different level of Medicare, medical care than I get. A little bit. It's amazing. I definitely, uh, I definitely get the, uh, there is no depression like brain injury depression. Oh, I can imagine. In, in, in a Star Trek, uh, universe, that's the type of thing you, you, you get. You'd go shit. You go through the transporter again, but you'd get at least thirty days off just to sort out. Now I've been going through a similar uh, ride. These uh, this uh, since uh, since the thirtieth actually, and and that's um, I had one bad thing happen and, uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, holy shit, I feel normal. I haven't felt normal this century. And I spent it with you, and we talked about, remember people, Last of Us, and Sleep Token, all right? That's your homework. Sleep Token. Go, be well, I laugh, have, cry. I jotted it down. Sleep Token. Excellent. I love you all. I love you, Robin. Oh, you're very much it's loved, Terry. I hope you're having a, uh, trem- a tremendous Thursday night. And uh, um, let's get to the uh, bottom of it. Pretty just still making a bomb. And if she's not, uh, I'll still... Uh, I'll take a little of what you got, hopefully, at the top of the month. And that's it. And that's that. All right. Have you a take, wonderful night, Robin. You take And hey, yes. we, need, we need some pennies over here, people. I, we are a goose egg. Send some evening. money. This is great content. This is some content over here. So you podcasters, um, send some money. Thank that's you, Jerry. Thank you. You have a great evening, my friend. And um, there was another there was another call that came in on the stress line. Uh, if you're still listening, please try again. I don't know who it was, but I you know on the on the nights when people because we had like two two straight filler robsters, and tonight people decided that they wanted to talk. So if you want to jump back in, yeah, please feel free. Because there are a couple of other stories that I wanted to get to. You know, Jerry brought up the issue of um, Ron Monkey up DeClantis wanting to track girls' menstrual cycles in Florida. Apparently, that's a new thing because now, uh, okay, little background. The state government of Virginia, at least the legislature, is sane. And they put forward a measure in the Virginia Senate, backed by the Democrats and supported by half of the Republicans, and it would have banned search warrants for menstrual data uh, from t- uh, period tracking apps on mobile phones or other electronic devices. Because in the wake of the Dobbs decision and the madness of the Republicans and the, the, the absolute fetishization of fetuses, God, how long have I been using fetus fetish as a term? Uh, straight road. They'll catch up someday. But 
Democrats in Virginia were afraid that Republicans would try to weaponize data and make it possible for the cops, or there was no reason that the cops couldn't use a search warrant to find a, a, a woman's menstrual cycle. So they passed a bill to stop it. Well, Glenn Youngkin, remember, he be, he only became he's a hedge fund asshole, and he only became governor of Virginia with the help of some of the most vile and disgusting hate groups in this country who have a lot of money. Via one Maggie Cleary, a, a self-hating Republican woman. She's the Deputy Secretary of Public Safety, and she told the Courts of Justice Subcommittee in the Virginia Senate that the legislature had no business trying to restrict the scope of search warrants. She said, uh, while the administration understands the importance of individuals' privacy, this bill would be the very first of its kind that I'm aware of in Virginia or anywhere that would set a limit on what search warrants can do. Well, actually, no. The Constitution, the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. Yeah, what's your name again, honey? Uh, Maggie puts limits on what search warrants can do. The Fourth Amendment is a limit in itself on what search warrants can do, Mags. And she went on and said, currently... Any health information or any app information is available by search warrant, and we believe that should continue to be the case. Because, of course, Glenn Youngkin is a fetus fetishist, and he wants Virginia to pass a 15-week ban on abortions. He has thus far been unsuccessful. Tarina Keene is executive director of Repro Rising Virginia. She gave a statement to The Guardian saying, The Youngkin administration's opposition to this common-sense privacy protection measure shows his real intentions to ban abortion and criminalize patients and medical providers. Well, of course. How many times do I have to explain this? I mean, I, I mentioned it in Talking with Scary Jerry. You begin with marginalized communities. Once you get the, the once once you get the tormenting, the persecution of a marginalized community, you move to a community slightly less marginalized, and then you go mainstream with it. Because it's who they are. And we will see more of this. No matter how weary we grow of the issue, how tiresome it becomes, we will see more of this. Let me run over to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hi, it's Randy Radar. Hey, Randy, how are you? I'm good. I need to, uh, <laughs> you were speaking of terrible bosses before, and I would like to get this, this stuff is these uh, traits of narcissists on the air. They all have this in common. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, number number one, they have low empathy. Number two, they can dish out the criticism but cannot take it in return. Number three, they defend their fragile egos with sledgehammers. Number four, they generally cannot psychologically accept blame, so they blame shift onto others. Number five, they may need a near constant source of narcissistic supply, being told they're brilliant and all the other stuff. Number six, they are controlling people, so in a form of gaslighting, they will tend to invalidate others' perceptions of reality. Number seven, they like to throw other people on the defensive and, like Trump, may want to, quote, win, unquote, all the time. Number eight, you can set boundaries for a narcissist, but the narcissist will find a way to violate them. I think that's that's true of almost all narcissists. It's maddening. I mean, we just we, yeah. we we went through four years of having a narcissist in the White House. Well, he he was a liar, a narcissist, so that makes him a sociopath, and that makes him a, a, a he's a sort of a malignant sociopath. So, uh, yeah, kind of triggering for me. <laughs> Trump was yeah, a little bit. That's yeah, that's another story. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting the live and be Jesus triggered out of me by the West Virginia legislature and all these other maggot legislatures. Right, yeah. So I, I, I think I, I learned from Elon Musk they defend their fragile egos with sledgehammers. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, and I tried to set the boundaries for the narcissists in my life, but the narcissists always find a way around them. Well, uh, the, so, in uh, narcissism, there are no such things as boundaries. Correct, yeah. So, uh, uh, so, you know, like some people, some sites will state that the, they'll call out 20 characteristics of a narcissist and a certain percentage uh, qualifies you as a narcissist. And if you have like 75% of them, then uh, you, you're uh, diagnosable with uh, narcissistic personality disorder because it's causing the narcissist problems in real life. But the rest of the people who are 50% of the symptoms are merely referred to as jerks, okay? So there's <laughs> nothing illegal. As a matter of fact, America rewards them for being jerks, it seems. So, uh, uh, but, see, I've never seen this list put together of what all the narcissists, narcissists have in common, traits they have in common, Okay. So uh, you can identify, and some people are just waking up to this after decades in a narcissistic relationship, especially women, you know? Yeah, I do. And say, oh, so, oh yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's their aha moment, you know, <laughs> when they when they see these traits uh, listed out like that. And they're in a bad relationship, and, and uh, the narcissist is controlling them to the point of suppressing their, their personalities under the control of the narcissist. And so uh, I thought I'd get these eight things that I could come up with from the YouTube videos that I've seen out there because I think all narcissists have have these eight or seven or eight characteristics. So 
Yeah. Well, it, it may. So it, I decide. I. I guess the I guess yeah. the question becomes one of when you realize you have been at the at the mercy of one. How do you yeah. how, how do you how do you therapy how do you therapy out of it? Well, it's called gray. One of the strategies is called gray rock, and that is you see a gray rock at the side of the road, you don't pick it up because it's so un, so common and so uninteresting. So, uh, if you have a relative, you detach yourself from the relative and go like low contact. You know, deal with them, deal with them as little as possible and go gray rock and so that when they bait you you do not respond you just say whatever to to whatever they say because uh, that's how they get their narcissistic supply some of them will try and put well they will uh, the narcissist will evaluate your weaknesses and try and push your buttons so that they get constant narcissistic supply and uh, if you whatever them, that kind of diffuses that situation. Or you can say it's neither here nor there. Uh, if you're really pissed off of them, you can call them a sore loser. <laughs> 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 but, but be prepared for the backlash. So, uh, but you see, uh, a lot of narcissists control their control their people with with money. Okay, and they don't have to lie. Okay. Right. If they lie, if they lie, I take issue with Todd, uh, uh, and he's supposedly the expert on this, but the YouTube videos don't seem to agree. Uh, if the, if the narcissist lies, then they're sociopath. Okay, if they consistently lie. So, uh, but they uh, but narcissists can control you basically. Well, when they're blame shifting, that's kind of a form of lying, but. They say, I didn't do that, you did that, you know, when they obviously did it, you know, uh, because they can't, they really can't accept any form of blame, okay? So, yeah. So after a year, and it's interesting because a lot of the times the narcissist doesn't go to therapy, their victims go to therapy, okay? Because, okay. because, of, because they've so beaten down. And, uh, when they go to therapy, if the narcissist, if narcissism is a fairly recent study area, and uh, if they go to therapy with a psychologist or psychiatrist, they often get treated for the symptoms without knowing the cause, and they sometimes get doubly blamed because the psychiatrist or psychologist is not trained in in recognizing that they've been subsumed by the control of a narcissist. And so they get blamed. Uh, the the victim gets blamed by the psychologist or the psychiatrist for for being so mean to the to the uh, because there's one more uh, for for being so mean to the uh, narcissist because narcissists generally have multiple personalities one one that they show to the world and one that they show to their victims. And it can be night and day, okay? So it's said that Trump has, has a really charming charm when he wants it, when he wants to use that, okay? But, like, uh, he, all the time he's, he's evaluating you for your weaknesses, okay? So, uh, and then uh, when he wants to, he lets loose on you, 
So, uh, uh, but you see, a, a lot of people. I watched one video, one video, one video where the where the psychiatrist was explaining that uh, you know you can go out to a family dinner and uh, the narcissist will be so charming and pull out chairs for women and so forth and be real charmer to the rest of the family. And then on the ride home, like his his or her perfect personality switches. Almost completely, and uh, and the 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 uh, the uh, nastiness begins. Okay, I've experienced some of this in my own family, where if they want some, if the narcissist wants something from me, they're they're all nice and jovial and charming and everything. But as soon as you want something from them, uh, they get really nasty, especially if they don't know and they don't want to admit they don't know. What what you're asking them uh, uh, the subject matter that you're asking them about need help on. So uh, anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there because uh, yeah, I've certainly been analyzed up, down, and center by by my psychiatrist. I thought I'd turn the tables on on the, on the narcissist and start start learning about more about their psychology. You know, indeed. And so. Uh, and it's interesting because you can almost look at the state, uh, any state institution as a bit of a narcissist because uh, they uh, cannot psychologically accept blame as an institution. That's why you get all these innocence project people frustrated because they'll go to court with incontrovertible evidence that some guy is innocent and uh, the state will say, "Well, well, we just can't hear that now because we've already decided, you know." And uh, so the state, as an institution, might be. And this is this is just my opinion. Uh, the state, as any state institution, might be classified as narcissistic. That's curious. As state institution as a whole. I'm sorry. I said that's 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 curious. That's an interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah, well, especially at number four, they cannot psychologically accept blame, so they blame shift onto others. So, anyway, I thought I thought I'd get that out there because I'm glad you did. You know, it seems it seems it seems like uh, in America, at least recently, you're being tricked either psychologically or financially. Okay, manipulated. Uh, Manipulate. Well, even tricked. It tricked you, know, like the trickle down economics. And, and Robert Wright had 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 a little graphic up there where he was taking off letters off the end until he got down to trick. You know, to, for trickle down economics. <laughs> and of course, Ronald Reagan put that out there with his team and with Reaganomics, and uh, then. Uh, studies groups or whatever, 40 years or whatever to disprove it. And like they did long studies on it. And, <laughs> and now no one pays it, pays it attention. Like at least a lot of people don't pay attention to the fact that it's been disproven scientifically. So, uh, 
as I said, this is this is the state act, acting as a narcissistic uh, entity, or some state institution acting as a narcissistic entity. I'm sorry for the long and boring. Uh, no, not boring. Not not, bo- not boring at all. I appreciate you calling in. And you know, I was late. Okay. To the, I was late to the microphone, but we're. I think we're only going to be like twenty minutes short of the regular show at, uh, uh, time. Very good. Uh, so I think you have one other caller trying to call in on this line. So perhaps they can. Well, I think I'm, uh, I'm. I'm on my. I'm on my way out the door. Uh, hopefully, we will talk. You know, Friday or Monday. You know, All right. So. Well, thank you very much for the forum. Oh, you're very yeah. welcome, Randy. Thank you very kindly. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. So that's the program, and I got a humdinger of a story here. Uh, save it maybe for. Uh, tomorrow, that Ralph's uh, sent along. Turns out there may be more than one George Soros-type person in the new maggot Congress. We'll just think of it. We'll just treat that as a tease. So thanks, everybody. Thank you to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Tonight was a goose egg, but nonetheless, any all the other nights, thank you so much to all of our a la carte contributors. Um, thank you. To each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks so much to our all-volunteer staff in the chat room. Thank you uh, earlier to Sparky and Roger. Thank you so much. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Hey, y'all, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. I said it that many times because of the times I forgot to say it during the program. Um, seriously, we don't have an advertising budget. Hell, we don't have a budget. But word of mouth goes a long way. And I don't, I don't think you get conversations like this in other places. Sure, you might get interviews with somebody who's famous for something or has a book to hustle and, you know, a transactional thing going on. But this is... I don't know if I'm just talking for me. This is magnificently real. Just wonderfully, extraordinarily ordinary. That's why I talk about the Extraordinary Ordinary Roundtable. So tomorrow, the fundraising goal will be at, oh my God, uh, $1,455. And it'll take every penny of that to take care of the bills and keep us going to the end of February. I don't know why it has to be. I mean, it's just it's just life. Everybody's struggling. Everybody's struggling. So Friday on the front porch tomorrow, y'all. And again, leave some comments uh, wherever you catch the podcast. Pretty please. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop here in a state whose legacy once was proudly organized labor. And some of some 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 still is. Um... Hey, get feeling better, boss man Wayne. Do that, please. And, uh, well, you know, get your booster, get your flu shot, wash your hands, don't touch your face, wear your mask. There are many, many viral maggots yet out there.
And now, as I noted talking to Jerry, huh, imagine that. A couple of uh, a couple of Karen maggots in Idaho want to make it a crime to administer a COVID vaccine. Piece of work. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if some guy of indeterminate name, you know, George DeVolder, Anthony Santos, Ahuit so the water monster, emperor of the Triple Alliance, it, uh, it tells you we need to ban some books. Well, avoid... Avoid that 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 serial liar like the plague, because he is, and always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later. <laughs>